0: And I made one of the greater decisions of my life. I married my wife for life. We got married on a Friday night in Huntsville, Alabama. We went on a honeymoon. Did I tell you where we went on our honeymoon? We went to Atlanta, Georgia on our honeymoon. You know, young people are getting married today, and they're going to Cancun, Mexico, Montego Bay, Jamaica, Paris, France. Folks, I was just glad to make it to Six Flags Over Georgia. We actually went to Six Flags on our honeymoon. Well, Sunday came, we went to church. That's what you do on a honeymoon, right? You go to church, we went to church, and when the local preacher found out that I was a preacher, I was a kid preacher, 20 years old, the local preacher walked up to me and said, Well, son, if you had brought your sermon, I would let you preach. And I smiled and I said, I brought my sermon. So he let me preach. I preached on my honeymoon. Did you guys preach on your honeymoon? Uh, some of you were preached to on your honeymoon, right? Well, I preached on my honeymoon. Guess what I preached about on my honeymoon? I preached about heaven. How beautiful heaven must be. That's kind of sweet, isn't it? Kind of romantic. I mean, you get married on Friday night and two days later, you get up and talk about how beautiful heaven must be. I mean, that's better than the alternative, isn't it? That's better than getting up and saying, hey folks, I got married on Friday night, now I want to talk to you about what hell is going to be like. Well, this morning, I don't want to talk to you about the negative side of eternity. I want to talk to you about the positive side of eternity. I want to talk to you about what I talked about 42 plus years ago on my honeymoon. I want to talk to you about that special place called heaven. Do you have a Bible? If you have a Bible, I want you to go with me, please, to John chapter 14. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There's the book. Our brother read it a few minutes ago. John chapter 14. And we're going to start in verse 1 and read through verse 3. Are you with me? John 14 and verse 1. Our Lord said, let not your heart be troubled. I don't know most of you. I could not call you by name. But I know in an audience of this size, some of us come today with heavy hearts. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you're down. Maybe something has happened with your children, your grandchildren. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed. Let not your heart be troubled. you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my father's house are, I know that one Bible says in my father's house are many rooms. Maybe your Bible says many rooms. Folks, I have a room at 106 Spyglass Way, Hendersonville. I don't want another room. I want a mansion. What about you? I like my mother's Bible. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, listen to this part. I will come again. Frank, you're one of the best song leaders. I sing, a, I sing with about 40, 45 different song leaders every year. Frank's one of the best song leaders that I sing with. You're blessed to have it. Did you notice the song that we sang? Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sanct. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trumps shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. It is well, it is well. with my. I didn't know he was going to lead that song, but what a great song. That's really what Jesus is talking about. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Brothers and sisters, it's confession time. It's confession time. They say confession is good for the soul, bad for the reputation. I'll give it a try. Sometimes I do not think like it. Sometimes I do not talk like it. Sometimes I do not treat others like it. But if I know my heart more than anything in the world, I want to go to heaven. What about you? See, I want to be saved. I do want to go to heaven. And this morning, I want to tell you why. In the first place, I want to go to heaven because heaven is a real place. Now, it's not like Winchester. It's not like Hendersonville. It's not like the state of Tennessee. It's not a physical place, but it is a real place. Have you ever heard anybody say, heaven is a prepared place? For prepared people. Maybe Joseph has made that statement. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. I believe that's a true statement. It's not true because we preachers make that statement. It's true because that's exactly what Jesus implied. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Indeed, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Many of you have gone to some wonderful, sweet places. Even this year, we've been able to travel to some wonderful places. Three weeks ago today, three weeks ago I was in the city of Jerusalem. I worshiped with the church of Christ in Jerusalem. Wow. The the place where the church of Christ was started. And we went to the city of Bethlehem, the place where our Lord was born. And we went to the city of Nazareth, where Jesus grew up. And we went to the city of Capernaum, the place where Jesus performed many of His miracles. We went to the city of Jerusalem, where Jesus lived and died and was raised. We went to the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized. We went to the Sea of Galilee, the place where Jesus walked on water. But can you imagine the place of heaven? Heaven, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. i tell you why I want to go, folks. Heaven is a real, real place. It's a spiritual place, but it's a place. Number two, I want to go to heaven because it is permanent. It's a permanent place. I want you to do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. I want you to look around this room. Just take a look around. Oh, folks, I, I promise I will not leave. I'll stay right here. Go ahead and look around. What do you see? Pews, lights, a table, pulpit, bodies. Do you realize that everything you see is temporary? You go out into the parking lot, you see cars. Look into a distance, you see houses. Everything that we see is temporary. Paul said, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we don't look for the things that we see, we look for the unseen, for the things that we see are temporal. I'm telling you, heaven is not temporary. It's permanent. Matthew 25 and verse 46, Our Lord said, And these shall go into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. You know, sometimes we talk about spending eternity. Where you spend eternity? I think we even sing Frank songs about spending eternity. Let me tell you, folks, you can spend a lifetime. You can spend a century. But there's no way, there's no possible way that you can spend eternity because eternity has no end. Sometimes we talk about living throughout eternity where you live throughout eternity. I'm telling you, you can live throughout a century, you can live throughout a lifetime, but there's no way, there's no possible way that you can live throughout eternity because eternity has no end. And heaven is eternal. I started thinking about this as I studied for this morning's lesson. What if I'm lost? What if I'm not saved? Let's say that I died and go to hell. And let's say that hell is going to end after a hundred years. A hundred years and it's over. Maybe I could... Maybe I could bear it. Maybe I could stand it. After a day spent there, I could say, well, just 99 years and 364 more days and I'm out of this place. Well, let's say that I'm lost. Let's say that I died and go to hell. And let's say that hell is going to end after a thousand years. Maybe I could bear it. Maybe I could stand it. After a day spent there, I could say, well, just 999 years and 300 and... 64 more days and I'm leaving this place. Or let's say that I'm lost. Let's say that I die and I'm lost in hell for a million years. Let's say that hell is going to end after a million years. Maybe I could bear it. Maybe I could stand it. After a couple of days spent there, I could say, well, just 999,999 years and praise God, 363 more days and I'm leaving this awful place. But no, sir. The Bible teaches that a man could go to hell and dwell for a hundred, a thousand, a million, a billion years and there would be no less days to spend because hell is eternal. And you know what's true with hell? It's also true with heaven. Just like hell, heaven is forever and forever and forever. It is everlasting. It is eternal. You say, Keith, why do you want to go to heaven? I'll tell you why, folks. Number one, it's a place... And it's a place that is permanent. Number three, it's filled with the presence of God. The presence of God. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, the God-man, the Son of Man, the Son of God, the God-man said, I will come again and receive you to Myself. That where I am, you may be also, and you know Jesus did not lie. He did go to prepare that place, didn't he? Acts one nine through eleven. He ascended. Jesus ascended into heaven, and then the apostle Paul wrote in First Thessalonians chapter four verse sixteen: "For the Lord Himself, who, who's coming, we sang about it, and Lord haste the day when the face should be saved. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a... Do you remember what He said? With a what? I know in churches of Christ, we don't want the preacher yelling. You don't want the preacher shouting. I mean, that sounds too denominational, right? That sounds too Pentecostal. Let me tell you something, folks. Scripture says when Jesus comes, He's coming with a... shout. Right? Right? Scripture says he's coming with a shout. The voice of the angel, trumpet of God, dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the clouds, with him in the clouds. By the way, there's not a verse in this book, not a one, that ever indicates that Jesus is going to set foot on earth again. We're going to meet him in the clouds. And so I love this part. And so shall we ever, it's permanent, so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know, I've heard people talk about the degrees of punishment in hell and the degrees of reward in heaven. Have you ever heard that discussion? Been a part of that conversation? Will there be different degrees of punishment in hell? Will there be different degrees of reward in heaven? You know, I don't know. I think the Bible teaches that, but let me tell you something, folks. If my degree of reward in heaven is the least, the smallest of all people, the reality of being in the holy presence of God. The holy presence of God will be enough of me. I tell you, I want to go to heaven to be with God. I want to go to heaven to be with my Father, my Heavenly Father. And it possible, I don't know if it's going to be possible, but it's possible to reach out and to hug Him and to thank Him and to say, thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus. And I want to go to heaven to be with God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit that dwells in us. And it's possible to reach out and to hug Him and to thank Him and to say, thank you, Spirit, for giving me the mind of God through the Holy Bible. And I want to go to heaven to be with God the Son, Jesus Himself. And it's possible to reach out and to hug Him and to thank Him and to say, oh, Jesus, thank you for dying. Thank you for bleeding. Thank you for going to the cross. Thank you for being raised. And I would say, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, Oh, I'd rather be absent from this body. I'd rather be absent from this life to be at home with the Lord. You say, Keith, why do you want to go to heaven? i tell you why, folks. Number one, it's a place. It's a permanent place and it's filled with the presence of God. But number four, I want to go to heaven to be with the people of God. Can you imagine? First day of heaven. First day of heaven. And here's a guy who's talking about leading the people of God out of bondage. And and, and we're listening to the conversation. And and we're thinking, Moses, Moses, is it it really you? Can you imagine being in heaven with Moses? And and Joshua? And, And here's a guy who's talking about being a man after God's own heart. And you kind of want to pinch yourself. Am I dreaming? Is this this David, is it really you? The man after God's own heart. And then here are three guys that are talking about being thrown into a fiery furnace. And we're thinking, seriously, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And a guy talking about, here's a guy talking about building a boat. And we're thinking, "Are, are you kidding? This is Noah. Wow. And here's a guy that's talking about Preaching a gospel sermon. And 3,000 walking down an aisle to be baptized. And we're thinking, Peter? <laughs> the Apostle Peter? Am I in heaven with Peter? And here's a sweet old fella. He's talking about love. Just love. And we're thinking, John, the disciple of love. I tell you, being with these people, the people of the Bible, would mean more to me than being with any President of the United States. Uh, Being with the saved of the Bible, would be like getting on a bus or a train and going to a distant city, a faraway city, to be with best friends, the people of the Bible. But let me tell you, not only do I want to be with the people of the Bible, I want to be with the people that I currently know on earth. If you're a baptized believer, this is not invitation time, okay? So don't get nervous. Don't reach for your psalm books. But if you're a baptized believer, if you believe in Christ and you put on Jesus in baptism and you're walking in the light, I want to go to heaven to be with you. Frank, I want to go to heaven to be with you and your family. And brother, you and your family. And Maggie, I want to go to heaven to be with you, your family. Anthony, you and your family. Joseph, you, your family, Alex, you and your family. You say, Keith, uh, do do you really think we'll know each other in heaven? Yeah, I believe that the Bible teaches we'll know each other in heaven. You say, well, Keith, what if we get to heaven and, and we look all over that beautiful pearly city and we check every apartment list and every mansion and we find out a loved one is missing? Somebody says, man, how can I be happy in heaven realizing that a son or a daughter, a brother, sister, mom, or dad, realizing a loved one is not there? I don't know. I don't know. The best that I can offer is trust the promises of God. Because God said in heaven, with God Himself, the presence of God and the people of God, we will be happy. You say, Keith, why do you want to go to heaven? I'll tell you why. It's a place, a permanent place, filled with the presence of God and the people of God. And i tell you why I want to go to heaven, folks. No problems. No problem in heaven. Let not your heart be troubled. That's how John 14 starts out. No troubles in heaven. No cancer in heaven, folks. No wheelchairs in heaven. No surgeries in heaven. No sin in heaven. Revelation 21 and verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more Death. I, I do a lot of funerals. I, I don't, sometimes I don't know what to say at a funeral. I tell you, in heaven won't be any funerals. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For these things have passed away. Revelation 21 and verse 4. You say, Keith, why do you want to go to heaven? I tell you why. It's a place that's permanent, filled with the presence of God, the people of God. And in heaven, God will wipe away all tears from our eyes. Now, You've listened well. And I have two questions for you. Two questions. Two questions and then we'll sing that great invitation song. I do wonder, will anybody come forward this morning? Will anybody come and say, man, I just, I just need to become a Christian. I, I, I'm a baptized believer, but, but my heart is troubled and, and I do need the Lord to care for me. I, I want to go to heaven. Will anybody come and say, I just need to be prayed for? What's going to happen this morning? Here are the two questions. Here's question number one. Are you going to heaven? Are you heaven bound? Let me ask you like this. Did you truly mean when you sang a few moments ago, and again, I didn't know that Frank was going to lead this song. Maybe it's providence. But did you truly mean that that last verse, and Lord, haste the day when the face shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll, the trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. You know what you're singing when you sing that? You are singing, Lord, let that day come. Wouldn't it be great if Jesus came today? That's what you're singing. Lord, haste the day. See, I'm asking you, are you heaven bound? I mean, if you were to die right now, would you go to heaven? If Jesus were to come today, would you be saved? It is the last recorded prayer in the Bible. Revelation 22 and verse verse 20. John, the prophet of Patmos, penned these words. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. So question number one, is heaven really your home? Are you heaven bound? If Jesus were to come right now, would you go to heaven? Here's question number two. Question number two, are you taking... Anybody with you? Question number one, are, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? Question number two, are you taking anybody with you? I, I have something on my heart I want to say to uh, a young couple that stood up a few minutes ago. Jared, I'm talking about you. And Jennifer, I'm talking about you. Greatest decision of your life. Greatest decision of your life. I I, I don't know, maybe, maybe a number of people influenced you, but this past week you did the greatest thing that you could ever do you you became a christian acts 18 and verse 8 the corinthians hearing believed and were baptized you you heard about jesus you trusted in jesus and this past week you were baptized into christ and we're so happy for you the greatest decision of your life thank you god bless you are you taking anybody with you to heaven i'll bear my soul with you this morning folks i don't know My connection with the Winchester Church. I don't know how it all started. For 16 and a half years, I I preached for the Hendersonville Church of Christ where my wife and my son are this morning. We're we're still members there. And, And for several years, the Hendersonville Church of Christ supported us and their financial support went away. And for some, I don't know if it was because of the influence of Dan and Pam Walker. I don't know. I really don't know how this came to play. But you are supporting my ministry. Uh, You give me $1,600 a month. And I I tell you, that that $1,600 a month quite often comes in very, very handy. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your financial support. You are helping me go out and help people go to heaven. I'm in the business of trying to help people go to heaven. God willing, this week, I'm going to Freed Harbin University, give a speech down there. Thursday, I'll be going over to East Tennessee to... Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area, talking to over a thousand people on marriage, a marriage retreat, giving six lessons over there. And we're going from coast to coast, California to the Carolinas. And for some reason, you are assisting my ministry. I thank you in that. And that's my life, trying to help people go to heaven. Are you helping anybody go to heaven? Joseph told me that that's your theme for this year. Outreach, reaching out. So if I were to ask you, If I were to ask you, please don't raise your hand, okay? Do not raise your hand. But if I were to ask you this question, how many of you right now are involved in a one-on-one Bible study with somebody who's not a Christian? I do wonder how many hands would go up. Maybe on a Tuesday night, a Thursday afternoon, maybe a Saturday morning, you're in somebody's home, maybe somebody's in your home, And you're sharing the gospel with somebody. That's the charge of the church. Going to all the world and preach the gospel. Yes, go to El Salvador. As I told the Bible class, go next door. Are you going next door to share the gospel with anybody? Folks, if heaven is really all that good, I'm asking, are you taking anybody with you? We say we want to go to heaven. That's a great desire. But are we reaching out to take anybody with us? Are you involved in a Bible study with somebody who's not a sinner? Or somebody who is a sinner? Somebody who's not a Christian? Maybe as a friend this morning, you're, you're sitting there thinking, you know, I, I need to do what Jared and Jennifer did. I, I, I need to become a Christian. I need to be baptized into Christ. Maybe you do. Again, Scripture is very, very, very very plain. Acts twenty two sixteen. 16, Ananias was... Ask Saul, what, what, are you, what are you waiting for? Why do you wait? Get up, be baptized, wash your sins. We, we have some people in this audience who need to be baptized. But I think that most of us are baptized believers. We're people who, who talk about heaven. Maybe as a baptized believer, you just, you just need to come and say, well, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm struggling. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I need to be prayed for. I, I, I've not been reaching out to my neighbors and friends. So what's going to happen today? Will anybody be saved? Will anybody go to heaven? Question number one, if you were to die right now, or if Jesus were to come, would you go to heaven? Question number two, are you taking anybody with you? We're just struggling sinners. We need the grace of God. Maybe you need to come and say, I I, I want to become a Christian. Maybe you need to come and say, pray for me. What's going to happen today? We're going to find out Because Frank's going to come. Jesus is going to be watching. We're going to stand and we're going to see.